0: Based on what you're looking for, that is going to create a lens for you, and then you're going to react based on your lens. So, for instance, with this particular woman, she is looking for an emotional, deep understanding with her spouse who really that's just not who he is Mm -hmm. and so because she's constantly disappointed she's then reacting in a negative way and you know then you have negative stuff going on so what i was suggesting to her is you know i said was he ever this emotional person and she said no (laughs) well then why why would you think you know that he would be now
1: This week, new research suggests that when it comes to marital satisfaction and marital happiness, the person we choose to marry isn't as important as the relationship we build together. What? Dr. Karen Sherman joins us to explain what this all means. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, HitchedMag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the lovely, the original, the brilliant Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, it's Steve. Hello. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can find this information and more at her website, dr Um today we're gonna talk about uh, the latest study <laughs> on the secret to a happy marriage. Um this study comes from Canada's Western University. It is based on the analysis of 43 different studies that include more than 11,000 couples. Um And essentially what they found was that the person we choose is not nearly as important as the relationship that we build. So in short, the researchers found that it was the quality of the relationship is what mattered most uh, when it comes to a happy marriage. Um, I just wanted to first get your thoughts on what they uh, found
0: well, this is going to go against your comment that I'm brilliant. My first thought is, well, duh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but I'll, exp- I mean, yeah, of course. But I'll go into a little bit more. That was supposed to be a joke. Steve. Yeah, yes. Um, I'll go into it a little bit more. I, I do think, of course, it is the quality of the relationship that is going to make for a happy marriage. That being said. Part of what's going to help you feel like you have a good quality relationship, you cannot ignore the person you've chosen Mm -hmm. because – um, the person you've chosen will include you. You have the same values. Um, and and if you share the same values and you have a willingness to um, compromise with each other and you have the ability to communicate with each other, that is all going to factor into whether um, you have a good quality in your relationship. Uh, so, you know, yes, it is the quality for sure, mm-hmm. but I do think that the individual that you choose um, will either enhance the quality or not.
1: Mm-hmm. This for me, this gets into kind of dispelling the notion of the one uh, that we often mm. see depicted in pop culture. Um, yeah, and I know there's uh, a lot of uh, thoughts and opinions on the one person and you know, like I can't imagine myself with anyone other than uh, my spouse. Uh, But one of the things that we also know is if you get divorced once, you are more likely than a person who hasn't been divorced to get divorced a second time. Yes. And the common denominator in that is you, the person. And so this does get into, well, if somebody is successful at marriage, they probably would be successful with other people. Uh, at marriage, depending on like how they approached the relationship itself, the quality of of what they put into the relationship. Um, and it, and I guess what I'm saying is like, we already recognize and see the opposite of that. If you are a terrible person in a relationship, um, not that make, not that it makes you a terrible person, but if you are not very good at relationships, um, that will perpetually be an issue in your future relationships, unless you do something to change it.
0: Correct. Correct. Um, I have to also say that there are times, not often, there are times that you could be marrying a person who, it turns out, is not exactly who you thought they were initially, Mm. which is one of the reasons that we suggest that you don't get married quickly. Because the more situations you see the person in, the more that you get to see who the person is. Um so that's you know that's an important factor as far as uh, really getting to know the person. Uh, but again um, it may be you see when I was talking about the qualities like um, communicating not not um, or, or having the ability to compromise and things like that um, I was not, uh, talking about finding the one, which mm-hmm. I think is more a fantasy of um, the attraction. And we just, you know, um, you had me at hello and things right. like that. But the more that you get to know a person, again, by having a lot of experiences with that person, the more you would get to move away from that um you know glamorous kind of relationship mm-hmm. and really see what each person is bringing into the relationship
1: right that's a that's a really good point um the uh, one last thing that i was going to add to this as you were talking it made me think about um arranged marriages and mm. how um you know obviously there's like a major major cultural uh component to the fact that like divorce uh, isn't, you know, uh, as acceptable in certain cultures, uh, particularly mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, arranged relationships and things. But I I personally know um, a, a friend who is in a, an arranged marriage, and by all the language that she uses, like, she's extremely happy in her arranged marriage. Um, and it, this is not a person that she knew very well heading into mm-hmm. it. Um, but I think it goes into... Uh, you know, what these researchers, which I'm just trying to bring it all back, what these researchers are talking about, which is like what you put into the relationship. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. So, um, and with... there was also, wait, 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 years yeah. ago, and you'll probably have a better memory of who the person was, but there was a psychologist who said that he offered various women that he didn't know at all an opportunity to get married, and he just looked at their qualities. And he said, you could fall in love with anybody. And in fact, it was an experiment he was Mm -hmm. running. Um, because what he was saying again, was that it was not the wow factor, but the ability to get to know somebody and how to work with them and understand each other that would really in the end, make you get along well and fall in love with that person. Do you, mm-hmm. do you know who I'm talking about? do I you remember that.
1: I remember that vaguely. Um, and mm. I don't remember the name of, uh, the person. Uh, but yeah, I do remember that vaguely. Um, yeah,
0: that, But again, it's the, to the same point that, you know, though this was not arranged, it was not where it was the idea that you marry somebody just for love, which would have more to do with the emotional appeal. Right. Um, and you're doing it more on realizing, do you have the same values? Can you work together? Do you have the same interests, you know, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Right. And I know this is like we're talking about this in a very pragmatic manner and people mm-hmm. who are all about soulmates and stuff are probably rolling their eyes at us, but uh <laughs> bear bear with us here. Um so when when looking at uh, deeper at the information that the researchers found, uh that while all couples had to deal with a variety of life's curveballs, it was the interaction between the couple mm-hmm. and how each felt about the interaction. Um mm-hmm. I feel like this gets into what we've talked about in the past about our own uh, perception and the couple's perception is more important than the reality of the situation. Mm -hmm. So, so long as the couple is on the same page about their perception of things, the relationship will work. Do you think that is like a right thought on this? Yes.
0: And I'm going to go even further based on a client I was working with earlier this week. Based on what you're looking for, that is going to create a lens for you. And then you're going to react based on your lens. So for instance, with this particular woman, she is looking for an emotional, deep understanding with her spouse, who really, that's just not who he is. Mm-hmm. And so, because she's constantly disappointed, she's then reacting in a negative way, and, you know, then you have negative stuff going on. So, what I was suggesting to her is, you know, I said, was he ever this emotional person? And she said, no. <laughs>
1: said,
0: well, then why why would you think, you know, that he would be now? Could you start to see the whole of who he is, accept him for who he is, look at his good qualities, change some of your expectations, flow a little bit more with who he is, because then your energy would change, he would react differently to you, and then organically the two of you would start to blossom more. Um, The problem is that she starts to do that and then gets frustrated Mm. and then gets negative. And I said to her, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And if you could start to just, again, as you're saying, um, have this perception of it being okay, that will change. I'm adding to it's more than just the perception. That will change the way one person would act, how the other person would react, and then they will feel good about how they have handled things. And yes, it would be, uh, as the researchers are finding, that they're good about their interaction together and then they're satisfied.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, I'm going to move on. Uh, okay. cause I don't have anything to add to that. I thought that was like a great, okay. uh, anecdote to that. Um, okay. so a part of, um, part of the quality that the researchers talk about is seen through a strong commitment from your partner. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess my question is they're already married. That is like a pretty darn strong commitment. So how mm-hmm. can a spouse emphasize that trait or like what should you look for to try to recognize whether or not you have like a good committed relationship?
0: I think those are all the little niceties that we so often refer to. Letting your partner know that you appreciate them, uh, showing respect for each other, um, being able to listen to each other's opinions and not, you know, poo-pooing them. Um, I think all of that uh, demonstrates your commitment other than just the piece of paper that you signed with each other. It really says, I am committed to you and to this relationship and that you matter.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, th- I mean, you just mentioned it, but I want to emphasize it, which is listen. <laughs> I think listening mm-hmm. is like such an important uh, listening and then acknowledging, uh, because mm-hmm. so many times when we talk about affairs and infidelity, one of the one of the things that we get into is how the person that they had the affair with m- made them feel seen, uh, and mm-hmm. that and that happened through listening to them. So mm-hmm. that was, that's like one of the uh, things that I just wanted to emphasize that you actually mentioned. So. Um, another quality ingredient that the researchers brought up is a mutual level of enjoyment with their sex life um, mm-hmm. and this reminded me of some other research that we've talked about on sex that basically says there isn't a magic number so long as both parties are satisfied uh, with their sex life um, is is that, what, is that your read on what these uh, researchers found as well Yeah, that would pretty much
0: be uh, what these researchers found, and as you pointed to, what we've discussed in previous podcasts, that uh, it really doesn't matter uh, what kind of sex you're having, if you're having sex, how often you're having sex, but what does matter is that both partners are okay with whatever it is that's going on for the two of you.
1: Hmm. And this also gets back to um, one of the original things that we were talking about, which is like the perception of everything. Like if you perceive mm-hmm. your sex life to be good and your spouse perceives your sex life to be good, it doesn't matter. If then it's, it's good. Yeah. It doesn't matter <laughs> if it's once a year or once every five years, if you're both satisfied with it or if it's a hundred right. times a month, it doesn't matter. Right. So exactly. Um, exactly. Okay. And then uh, my last que- question for you is, Another piece of this quality puzzle is a sense that your partner is happy with the relationship uh, and an infrequent low level of conflict that you have with your spouse. Um, Do you think this is a stronger factor based on gender? And I'm thinking about happy wife, happy life, which is some research that we've actually discussed in the past.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Exactly. See, we're together so long, Steve. I know. Um, I think, yeah, I think that that is the case. Um, And we just did a study recently where where the study showed that if you felt that your partner was happy, it it made for a better sense that your marriage was okay. Um, I also, in regard to the conflict, um, I don't think most people— Uh, want to have conflict in their relationship. I think there are some people who don't feel as uncomfortable when there is conflict. And I, I'm i sure I've mentioned this to you somewhere along the line. Um, conflict is not a bad thing right. to have. It's the degree of conflict. And when I have a couple come in and say that they never have any conflict, that sort of raises a red flag for me because uh, it sort of says I don't feel safe enough to disagree with My partner, conflict doesn't necessarily mean that you're throwing things and beating each other up. It means that you are disagreeing with each other. So that's what I meant by there's a level of conflict. Mm -hmm. And when a couple says they never have any conflict, you know, that's a little strange. Um, So um, again, I think if there's a lot of conflict in a relationship, that doesn't speak well for the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, As a matter of fact, in as far as i'm concerned to me when i hear that there's abuse that is the one deal breaker for me in a marriage mm-hmm. um a lot of therapists feel when there's addiction or mm-hmm. when there's affairs, that breaks up a marriage. Um, I don't feel that way. I feel that there are certain conditions under which those marriages can certainly still be saved. But abuse—that's that's my big no. Mm-hmm. But anyway, going back to the basic question.
1: And so, just uh, I just want to jump in really quick. Yeah. So you're sure. you're you're separating the two between conflict and abuse. That's. Uh, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: But I do think that, again, um, as long as you feel that your partner's happy and that there's not too much conflict, that, again, is going to be uh, to make for a better relationship. Um, And though I would have thought that it was basically that a man feels better that his wife mm-hmm. is happy based on that study that we just did a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to have to say that it's not necessarily gender based. Do, do you remember the study we talked yeah, about? Yeah,
1: I don't remember where it came from, but uh, if you go back to the couple episodes, you'll probably find it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so so you don't think it's gender based? No,
0: I think I think that. Wives were happier when they thought, if my memory's right, but of course, you know, sometimes my memory's not working, but I think it was that wives were happier also if they felt that their partners were happy, were okay.
1: Yes. Um Right. It, yes, but it seemed to. If my memory is correct, um, yes, it was the perception of your spouse's happiness, but the the it affected the men more than the more women. more than the women. Yeah, okay. that was my recollection of it. Okay, but maybe that's just like how I burned it into my own brain so that I treat my spouse well, <laughs> so that I think. Well, that I'm she's glad to happy. hear it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I. Uh, it, it's interesting because. Um, I think there is that the, those distinctions between, uh, and very strong lines between, uh, abuse and conflict and disagreement, because I think Mm -hmm. like there's, you can have tons of disagreement without any conflict really at all. And Mm -hmm. I think um, knowing how to navigate and communicate can um, prevent each one of those buckets from spilling into the other one mm-hmm. uh, because, Absolutely. because it's when you get frustrated with one that you go into the next one. And then when you get frustrated with that you go into the next one um, and it's, it's interesting too, because I was just having this talk with uh, Jess, my wife, how I was telling her, and it sounds kind of weird, but I was telling her how much I appreciated how much we disagree on certain things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because it made me think about my position more. And it forced me to like try to really understand why I felt the way that I felt, because mm-hmm. she was presenting this opposing view to it, um, and how... And how interesting it was for me, as opposed to just like, yep, yep, okay, and then move on to something else. Um, mm-hmm. It really made me think, and I thought that was like really awesome. And I was just telling her that, and you know, and that's an example of disagreeing where, but not really going into that level of conflict.
0: Right. And, and I'll add to that, that the conflict also allows you to understand your partner better, because if you can be open to the conflict and hearing each other and why each partner feels the way they do, then you get a chance, you get the opportunity to understand your partner's needs. Right. So that really is the silver lining of conflict.
1: Right. It's it's like um, because there is that disagreement and that conflict, you find out you you gain that understanding by dissecting where there is uh, where you're not the same. And Correct. where your perspectives are not the same. And it's almost, um, in the same way, the silver lining, same way that when there is infidelity within the relationship, nobody mm-hmm. wants that, but it does, uh, allow you to address the issue of like, well, why is it that they, that it went that far? Um, Correct. what were they missing? And you have to address it and approach it. So, um, I can, I can totally see exactly what you're saying there. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap this up? No, I think I added along the way. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Well, uh, with that, um, we will wrap it up. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always a pleasure. And thank you. Uh, Always a pleasure. And before you guys go, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It and Make It Last. You can get this and more information at her website, Sherman.com. And of course, you can find this on our website, hitchedmag.com, where we have uh the entire archive of the podcast and you can find the one that where we talk about the uh that study that I mentioned. Um We also have thousands of articles available for you to check out and a free newsletter that goes out weekly every Monday. So uh, if you want to stay up to date on the latest information, uh, sign up uh, for that. It's free and it takes about 30 seconds to sign up. So check that out. And with that, we will wrap it up. Until next time, take care, everybody. other's eyes. We know that it's showtime. Clear our heads of all